This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Jeff Galloway, and you are listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 122 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here, whether you're on a long run, you're on a commute to work, you're working from home, just hanging around the house, petting some dogs. We are so excited that you are joining us for this week's episode. I see what you did there. You snuck in the whole petting some dogs thing because of the theme of this week's episode. That's important. I love, of course, we had, we celebrated a a very special birthday of a friend of the podcast that you heard at the top of the episode. We will talk about that. But our main focus this week is to talk about the Run for Dogs 5K. Yeah. Plus some fantastic bonus eats and beverages from the Dunedin area. Last week we talked about Dunedin Brewery. This week we get to talk about something that we just happened to discover while we were there. By accident. Totally by accident. Discovered a brewery when we popped into... The little bar, the North Island Bar and Grill, and we found the brewery. We went there. Yes. So when we went into Dunedin, we specifically went to revisit Dunedin Brewery because we loved their apricot peach beer so Mm -hmm. much that we talked about last week. But we... Just I love happy accidents, and we'll talk about the way that we discovered this awesome food truck that happened to be at HOB Brewing Company, the ramen and waffles. Plus, we'll be talking about HOB Brewing Company's awesome beer. Yeah, this was a twofer. Mm. These were two totally unexpected, totally didn't know we were going to cover them on the show. Mm-mm. I love happy accidents like that, whether we get referrals from locals when we're sitting at a bar, like that North Island Bar and Grill, or if we just happen to park in a certain parking garage and discover something. Yeah. yeah. So that's what's coming up on today's show. Can't wait. How did your uh, your your training week go this is a training week of course we're, oh, yeah. we're not traveling as, no. as as we all know and but you know neither are you y'all aren't out there traveling either in this experience when we have not been able to travel we have really connected through our live beer chats our just our live chats post run period mm-hmm. with some great listeners like wendell like Jen, who 
really who have jumped in on some lives at the end of training runs this week because I had 45 minutes of drills and speed work on one day and I had just a 45 minute maintenance run right and which was well everything is very hot and humid <laughs> and then also I had the birthday run you know Jeff cleverly Jeff Galloway our running coach America's running coach turned 75 this week so he just happened to slip in he goes we need to res- revise your your training run oh your yeah. long run this I've weekend got, I've got some words for the birthday used to boy be last week one. we did eight miles this week it was supposed to be three miles and then you know you do you do alternating weeks with a, a maintenance run and then a longer run and then maintenance run and a longer run to build your endurance but no Jeff said you are both going to help me celebrate this 75th birthday so 7.5 miles for you and I did that yesterday as did you. Yeah, I did my very, very late. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the maintenance run. I'm like, ah. Oh. It's just I, three miles. I, well, I was late, you know, uh, getting my eight-mile run in last week. I had to do it, oh gosh, was that Monday? Monday. Monday. Yeah. And I was actually doing some Instagram live every two miles. Yeah, dur- you, you're better at that than I am. I can't like... In the middle of a run, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm hot. I'm tired. Oh, I was just doing it kind of like to let everybody know I was still alive and I had passed <laughs> out in a ditch somewhere. But the, I'm happy you survived. Yeah, I am too. Uh, but so I was doing that run and, or walk because there was no running involved. No. Because I, I did that very late in the day. Mm. And it just wasn't, um, it wasn't great running weather. No. And then I'm like, oh, great, this weekend – it's going to be great because it's my it's my long work week, so I have to work all weekend. Mm-hmm. So I can sneak in a 5K or three miles, you know, really anywhere. And then you tell me, like, Wednesday, I think. Yeah. Oh, by the way, your three-mile run is now seven and a half. And I'm like, curses. And I'm, like, shaking my fist, you know, that I now have to run that distance. So I didn't even get to start that until last night at, what, 7 30 almost eight o'clock at night yeah because i got off, pretty late got off work we had to get some dinner yeah and by the time i got back changed ready to rock and roll i mean the, the saving mm-hmm. grace was that I, I i did get out there after the sun was going down so that I'll, was good yeah i'll tell you this i did it while you were at work i know and usually at the time of day that i did it because yes i slept in let's just be real it was our 22nd wedding anniversary mm-hmm. and we had cake and we had a little bit of champagne i slept in a little bit in all full transparency that's life and so i got up a little later than i had planned but it was overcast it was feels like temperatures of 96 98 it's almost 100. frigid by comparison to what we've been running in. Yeah, I think the max was 100. So I was like, this is brilliant. This is great. The overcast sky is going to help me. And any car that's passing by me on our street is going to give me a breeze. <laughs> it's going to be great. But I got it done. Yeah. Yeah. And you got it done. Just I don't know how you do it after after a 12-hour work shift. I just don't. Well, again, it wasn't fast, but, you know, 
you mentioned our anniversary. This gave mm-hmm. me an opportunity to test out my my anniversary present. Mm-hmm. Amy got me a brand new Garmin Phoenix 6X Sapphire Edition. So Yay. this thing is pretty bulletproof. It's like like a hockey puck on your wrist, but it's got every possible sensor you could want. And I've been checking it out and trying it out and seeing what's what. So I, I had done a quick 5K training run a couple of days ago um, because you gave it to me. A couple of days before our anniversary because I knew that you would be working all weekend and I figured we wouldn't. I mean, we had a a teeny little celebration, but not not, not anything crazy with you doing 12 hours every day this weekend. No, so I, I did one 5K that I tried out just to to test out the the intervals that I could program into it and kind of see how that was going to work. And then last night I said, well, it's also got a preset walk uh, mm-hmm. workout. So let me test that out. Yeah. So I turned that on and and banged out my seven and a half miles with a very, mm-hmm. very brisk walk. Because again, it, the distance runs, you're not really going for, for time. You're just going for the endurance, the build the endurance. up, the time on your feet. So I did that tested out the watch and all that so it was it was a a good um a good overall training experience and a good test of the new equipment yeah you know how's the interface you know how do i like it you know because i'm i'm a dyed in the wool apple watch guy i I have Mm -hmm. been since the apple watch came out but with us training for the disney marathon of course you know and i'd gotten amy the phoenix five x last year uh for christmas yes yeah so yes um you know she gave such glowing reviews of this thing i'm like yeah i wouldn't mind getting one and she, the battery life alone is awesome yeah so you know getting a, a chance to try out i don't know a real quote-unquote running watch you know it's kind of uh kind of neat it's to, for that purpose it's a it's a training tool oh yeah this thing uh, look, I, I hit a button and Elon Musk launched a rocket. Okay, I, <laughs> I don't know if they're connected. I'm a little afraid of it, um, but I can tell you. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I mean, I've been really digging into this thing, and watching YouTube tutorials and all that. I may talk about it more on the show later on after I, I think have you some should. time with it. Yeah, and and just kind of to get you know a full feeling for it so that was last night that was my my training walk uh, my seven and a half miles to celebrate jeff and his birthday and happy birthday to jeff great you know great time and and jeff thank you for everything that you've given us over the years as far as training and mentorship and friendship and we love you you. love you and we can't thank you enough and and i would just like to say to carissa the video that you uploaded to youtube celebrating his life and that song that was just totally about him that was an original song about his life that was incredible i loved that and i loved her little post on instagram where she talked about uh where where she showed a video of them coming to surprise jeff and seeing the newest addition to their family Oh. It was so great. It was so great. But we're logging those miles. We we did seven and a half. That's not really the challenge we registered for. We registered for the 75 miles for the month of July. And you can find more about that, uh, find out more about that at jeffgalloway.com. But you could do 7.5 yesterday. You can do 75 for the month of July. There were a lot of people 
that were running along with Jeff in the morning yesterday. Mm-hmm. I missed that window because, you know, I slept. So, <laughs> but, and it, he, I, he's just such an inspiration, such a nice guy, so willing to help everybody in the run, walk, run community. And he just makes you feel like, you know, okay, that's your goal. We're going to go after it. We're going to see what happens. And if you don't make that goal, we're going to see what we can learn from that and move forward and just train for it until you achieve it. Right. And he's there to support you. And I just, I love that man. He, he's like a father in the running world for us and for many others. Absolutely. So yeah, happy birthday, Jeff. We love you. We so, should we should talk about the cuteness that's in our episode artwork. Yeah. If you guys take a look at the episode artwork, you're going to see um, in the collage, there's yeah. photos of me yes. with our two of our fur babies, uh-huh, the, the ones that I'll actually uh-huh. put on a leash and take on a run. Well, yeah, because you won't do that. With, the cats won't cooperate no matter what you do. Uh, that That would not be, I don't think that would be fun. Yeah. Putting the cats on the leash. But there, I, I just love this picture of you and our two baby dogs, Buck and Danny, who you often hear on the show sometimes. Oh, she chimes in. For when they're family. hungry and they want dinner and they've been delayed or... They just want attention. They want attention. They're sweetheart rescues that we have. But also in our episode artwork, we have Jen from New York, who is part of our Runcation Nation. In April... She shared a run, a couple of run Disney memories that were great when the Star Wars Rival Run weekend was canceled and we needed to bring Disney home. But then, you know, as time went on, as she started to jump into our our live coffee chats, our beer chats, she would message us with some race suggestions. Yeah, she's just, you know, really become, you know, key part Such of the a, runcation a nation of the show and, yeah. and one of our our go-to people yeah. when we do lives and just oh. it's been great getting to know her I, and she's a teacher so really i know that she has got a lot of challenges right now and she had challenges at the end of the school year last year so we can't thank you enough for what you do for kids absolutely but this is about what you shared with us and what we can all do for our furry four-legged friends. Yeah, getting to find races that are sponsoring fantastic charities oh. and causes that you can get behind and enjoy is part of the fun of doing these virtual races. Again, yeah. you know, yes, you know, I like getting a, a, a medal, and I'm going to do some of this training, or I'm going to do all this training anyway, but you sure. know, if I can motivate myself to get out there because I want to earn that medal, because I won't put a medal on, until you've done the work. Or hang it up until I've I've checked the box. Yep, you've I, done the work. I'm, I'm religious about that. Mm-hmm. It's true. You are too. Yep. I won't do it until I've done the work. Yeah. So um, giving myself that, that motivator is just really valuable for me because I am fine, you know, doing my marathon on the couch with Netflix. Right. Okay. That is a marathon. Not, I'm not, uh, you don't get a medal for it. No. Doesn't make you any faster, but I'm good at that one. <laughs> okay so but this was just a 5k and it supported so many organizations around the country 
And that was what I thought was so cool about this. This yeah. is, uh, it, it's called the Run for Dogs 5K Virtual Run. Yeah. But it's not a specific charity. No. Th- there are a number that, that were on there, but then mm-hmm. you could add additional. You can you can contribute one of your local rescues, or you can support one of the rescues that's posted, the, or just the organizations in your community that support Dogs, cats, just and, I, you know, our four-legged friends. And yeah, you can tell them, hey, here's where I want my my donation to, to go. go. That's so cool. And or you can just say divide it equally among mm-hmm. them all. Yeah, and they for twenty five dollars you get a great cute little medal. It looks like it's got a little like like a little teeny dog, like a furry friend on the medal, like mm-hmm. this, and it says the run for dogs. And you get a race bib, a finisher medal, and you can post your results online with the community that has run along with you. And you actually get a very nice t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's not one that I would run in. No, because it's cotton. It's so, cotton. Um, no. But it's a great r- race shirt to wear after you've done it's the race. It's a reward. You, you wear exactly. that and you wear the medal and you go, maybe if, it, if this is a virtual race, then you go have a, a post-race beer at home or you have at your local brewery. Find a place yeah. that's doing socially distanced food service. Mm-hmm. Go in there with your stuff and celebrate. And yeah. you know what? Wear it out. We are guilty of that. We will go around oh, town wear, totally. wearing our race bling yeah. when, we, when we're ready to celebrate. Totally. So, yeah. and I'll tell you, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. Some people are like, oh, I don't want to draw that kind of attention to myself. Hey, look, you, you, know, you go to a restaurant to celebrate a birthday. They bring out a birthday cake to you yeah. sometimes. You go to a restaurant to celebrate a run and a lot of times you know the server's like hey what's all this about they ask you mm-hmm. and a lot of times the servers take care of you they'll give you a, here's a free drink here's a you know little cake here's a little yeah whatever sometimes 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 and then sometimes it's just to, uh, nice to get a congratulations from somebody yeah like Jen is a, a really great member of the runcation nation that we talked with and that we'll share our interview with momentarily but she she, like us, we are run Disney fanatics, and we know about the day after the race and wearing the medal inside of the Disney parks mm-hmm. as a tradition, and we have brought that tradition home. I mean, even before what's happened in the, in the first half of 2020, we have come home from races that have meant a lot to us, and we have gone to places in the community that have supported and celebrated our accomplishments. Yep. So, uh, so we're suggesting you take that tradition. Yeah, of ours, bring it home. Home with you. Yeah, bring it home and share it with us on social media when you go out there and celebrate with your local community. But this gave us a chance to connect, like I said, with a member of the Runcation Nation who has supported us so much throughout the last few months, the last, like, half a year. Yeah, easily. Can't believe that 2020 is almost mm-hmm. done, almost done. Yeah. And what I like about the interview that we're about to share is she talks about her connection to her three dogs and she tells great stories about rescuing dogs and what it means to her. So, without further ado, here's our interview with our member of the Runcation Nation, Jen, aka Running through Wonderland on Instagram. You guys 
Now, do you guys do one 5K a month that you dedicate? So like one in June, one in July, one in August? Or are you like those people where it's like three 5Ks and I'm done? I've done what I needed to. Well, the last couple of years, we've Mm. actually, since we live so close to Disney, what we've been doing is driving up and running a 5K there at one of the parks. Lucky. Yeah. But of course, this year you can't do that. So we're going to do that as one of our weekly episodes will be dedicated to the Disney virtual series. And then fortunately, we have all of these other virtuals that we're finding and that listeners like you are bringing to us. Oh, yeah. Which brings us to our conversation with you today. There we go. Nice segue. Got right there. (laughs) Yes. It's Jen. It's running through Wonderland. Jen that we know of and love on Instagram or Jen Richley. Yes. So we get the last name. You want to call me running through Wonderland. It's totally fine. You can just use running through Wonderland as my last name. (laughs) That's what we have. That's what I have in my contacts for you. So, (laughs) but we are, (laughs) but we are, we're so lucky to have you as part of the Runcation Nation. And let me tell you that you and people like you and Wendell jumping in on our Instagram and Facebook lives and recommending races to us. We are so excited to connect that way. Yeah. I, first of all, Wendell and I, we love, I know I'm speaking for Wendell. Like I know, (laughs) like I know, uh, but I, I always like jumping in and seeing you guys on the Instagram live. And I love, I'm so happy that we actually were able to connect and meet because I love reading. I love meeting other runners and I love this running community. And I, like you said, I just like sharing different races and different experiences and it brings everyone together. It's pretty cool. (laughs) It also gives us a chance, especially now that we're going through this period of, of relative isolation Mm. where we can't do big organized running events, finding and sharing virtuals that other people can do and, and join in virtually with others uh, to get awesome bling and support fantastic charities, I think is a, is a great way to kind of expand that running community into the virtual realm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And you did that for us because (laughs) thanks to you, I did. We've got to run a really cool virtual race. How, How did you find this one, this run for the dogs, 5k virtual run? So I had been, I was actually on Instagram and one of those ads pop up through Instagram and my Instagram is flooded with either Disney or running. So (laughs) that's it. I don't know what that's like at all. No, we have no idea. (laughs) What what could that possibly be like? I'm not sure. Um, So this actually had popped up and I, you know, I have been so sad over the fact that a lot of races have been canceled and you know, missing out on the Star Wars and missing out on being able to run with groups of people. I, I just wanted the motivation to go for the blank, like you had said. And Mm. this one was really close to my heart because when I first saw it, I looked at the medal and I said to my husband, I go, oh my gosh, that's Rocket. So the medal, the dog on the medal looks like one of my dogs. Is that your littlest dog? Your young, my little one, my little one. Yeah. So he's, he's called Rocket because, we kid you not, he looks like Rocket Raccoon and has escaped many times <laughs> like Rocket Raccoon. Oh, uh, but then you have two others as well. I do. He has t- a big brother and a big sister, oh. Dizzy and Tara, who are all hanging out with me right now. Oh. And, yeah, so I saw it and I said, I have to do this race. Oh. I have to. And I as I kind of clicked on it, I saw that it was for charities and mm-hmm. you were able 
to pick a charity to donate to, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. All three of mine are, are rescues. So, mm. you know, adopt, you know, going to shelters or whatever place that you can just donate to, I was totally for. But the kicker was that I can make a team. And I was like, wait, I can, first of all, make a team. And second of all, give more money to these charities and give everybody an incentive to run and just be outside and get away from claustrophobic areas of your house yeah. that you feel like you can never leave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> AKA my office. Oh, yeah. And, well, you, know, you as just, a teacher, yeah, going through <laughs> what you've gone through over the, and really, thank you for what you do for your students, your your kids, and the education system. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it, been a roller coaster. <laughs> but it does get but it does give you the chance to to be able to to get outside and yeah. to support. Now on the website for the Run for Dogs virtual, I, you like you said there are I mean you could just say split my donation evenly amongst all of the charities that are listed. Did you mm-hmm. do that or did you look into specific ones to donate to? I, I looked at the ones because they, I think they also give you ones where you can kind of pick and choose. And, Mm -hmm. uh, the one I donated to was for pit bulls because I have one and they are so misunderstood and they are so criticized for being, you know, aggressive. And the only thing that my pit bulls aggressive is, is cuddling. Yeah. That's, that's really it. And I, I felt connected. Like I had for rocket seeing the metal having, Kara, my pit bull, and having her breed, you know, donated to. So, you know, did that close to my heart. And then, you know, I want to go back and run more and just get more medals and keep donating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we did the same thing. We, we did. We dedicated ours towards Bully Paws, Pit Bull Patriots. To, yeah, that uh, was us. We have, yeah. we have four rescues, two dogs, two cats, and both of our dogs are bully breeds of different, yeah. different kinds. Mm-hmm. So we're right there with you. And they're so yeah. sweet. And like you said, their oh, their personalities and like, you know, we, we had them from when they were younger and trained them and they just have become so, they're just big snugglers. They're big babies. Well, they're, oh, yes. Ours aren't happy if they aren't in almost direct physical contact with us if we're at home. Yeah. Are yours the same way? Correct. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Uh, if so I'm sitting sweet. on the couch and she can't get to me, she actually whines. Aww. And I'll look at her and I'll go, come over here. And she'll whine again. And she will not be happy until I move my butt to sit next to her. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me get this straight. I had to come to you. And she, the way she looks at you is, yeah, and. <laughs> we, we know that yes. look. Yes. We know that look. <laughs> we, and we know Especially like with the, the girl dog. Oh, and the whimpering yes. that comes with that. Yes. Yes. She's the only girl with two brothers, so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, I mean, we remember our, the stories of our rescues of, of, of our puppies very fondly. Do you, do you have stories? You said all three of you, yours are, are rescues. Mm-hmm. And you have yeah. stories of, of their rescues that you remember really fondly or moments. Uh, oh, yeah. I know. I know the exact moment when I knew that they were going to come home with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. You don't forget those moments and they don't either because I they choose you and you choose them. Yeah, is I, really what it comes down to. And like you talk about your your little girl dog. We talk about bringing 
our girl dog home so, so many times. We have a picture of the exact moment when she knew she was coming home with us and her ears are really high and her eyes are big and you can just, I mean, you must have pictures of those moments as well. I, I, we don't actually, so funny enough, I don't think I have any pictures because when I know when we adopted the middle one, Kara, um, I was actually teaching and we had done a donation. My class actually collected toys and money and we went down to the shelter with it to donate to the local rescue that's down there. And I had brought my dog. I had brought Dizzy because that's my oldest one because the kids actually knew Dizzy because he would come to school when they were let out. And they would all say hello to him and pet him. And we we went in, and I'll never forget, I looked at my husband, and I said, you know, we're coming home with another dog. And lo and behold, I went, we donated, we did our thing, and we went in, I found her, and she just snuggled me. She wouldn't let me get up. So I said to my husband, because I had to go, you know, say goodbye to my kids and let them go, I said, watch her. He goes, okay. And then she sat on his lap and he looked at me and he goes, I can't let her go. And that was it. She met Dizzy. They got along and she's been with us ever since. That is so true. And we can, we can remember the, the moment that we first met our little girl and she just sat on the bench next to me and gave me a big fat kiss. Mm -hmm. Oh, and when, when she first met our our boy and how they ran and played and jumped through the, the little pool of water they had at yeah. the rescue Aww. shelter. Yeah, we're lucky. Our county our county uh, shelter will actually let you bring your dog in and and do a meet so you can see how they're going to get along. Yeah, so yeah, we ours did the same thing because it's so important that they that they get along and every and but they you just they know it and you know it and it's yep. just it's such a that. Such a sweet little story about your little girl. (laughs) She She actually was shivering, quote unquote, and I say shivering because I think she was playing up the cute factor. Oh, so she's, she looked like she was so scared and like she was shivering the minute she brought us home. It's like, ha ha, played you. (laughs) (laughs) You got conned. Oh. Yeah, I got, we got totally conned. But in the best way, though. <laughs> but in the best way, in yeah. the best way. So you said yeah. for the for the Run for the Dogs virtual that you got a team together. So yes. ha- how many people were on the team running virtually? We had about 12 people 12 who people. ran. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky enough to have really great friends that I've met through the running community and actually the Disney community Yeah, and people just kind of spread the word. And some people actually didn't sign up specifically our, for our run team, but they signed up. Mm -hmm. So if you count those, it's close to about 20 runners and we all, you know, that we were all sharing our stories, sharing our medals Mm -hmm. and I think in total, if I look, if I remember looking at the numbers correctly, it was about $300 that were raised in donations. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, so I was super happy and you know, it's for a great cause and, and you just, it's, it's running, get out there. And you had, I liked it cause I had a purpose for running for that mm-hmm. specific medal. I'm like, I'm running for them. They mm-hmm. didn't run with me because it was very hot. But like I said, we had a huge pool party for the dogs in our yeah. backyard and you know, we celebrated and I, it was just a good way to kind of, do something for them and give back to them because they've, they've given me so much joy over the time that they've been with me, with me. I want, I want that to continue for others, for other families. 
Well, I think it's great if you look on the website, you can see that this race or this virtual event has raised over $40,000 so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, again, going to a number of charities. It's not just, it's not just a single uh, rescue. It's not right. just a, a, you know, a, a single group. It's, right. it's a lot right. of dog, dog adjacent, dog related uh, <laughs> charities that, that you can contribute and assist just by yeah. paying oh, yeah. your $25 and getting out there and, and moving for mm. 3.1 miles. Yeah. And it's still going. It's still going yeah. until July 30th. So, and did you, you know. see the swag? Like I, it's, it's, it's a $25 race fee and the medal and the shirt and everything that you get. I, I love what we got, but I think in the month of July, they're making it more a patriotic 4th of July type. Ooh. And they, I, I'm going to have to run that too. <laughs> they put that out there on their Facebook page. I haven't seen this. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. Now, do I. Um, your co host and your guest are getting a news bomb dropped on them here. Well, wait, yes. wait a All right. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> so they, well, so they have the page and we can link to the page in the show notes. But there's the swag that we all got. But then mm-hmm. there is. The run for the dogs, and they themed it, I guess, the 4th of July virtual, and they have the blue, and then the ribbon for the medal is, like, red, white, and blue. I'm looking I'm looking at the Facebook page now, yeah. and it, okay, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and there's an option of a tank top, and I think that they have a little bandana that you can give your dog, so, yeah. I see it now, too, yeah, yeah. so... I- that's awesome. So, so by the time this episode drops, this will have passed. Mm. Mm, well, no, I think you can. I think you but can. But that one will be going on. It yeah. looks like. So what you yeah. would get would be the July swag, swag, like with the medal and the, the bib and the. So and blue the, shirt. Yeah, the bandana. Yeah. Blue shirt oh, or it's tank. So cute. Yeah. The metal and, of course, the, I don't know if you, that's a face mask or a bandana for your dog at this point anymore. I mean, well. Or both. But it'd be <laughs> multi-purpose, I don't know, depending on what the dog will let you put on him or her. Right. Because I don't, because <laughs> ours sometimes will not have it. <laughs> I don't know about yours. But, it, I mean, it looks like they have themed and just kept the whole thing going. Mm-hmm. And, and on the website, you can actually... Add additional shelters to to the whole thing. Yes. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's which, pretty cool, yeah. Which I think is, is really awesome in the fact that they are supporting multiple places and with thousands of dollars, hundreds of dollars to each place, usually. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and this is a nationwide. I'm seeing, mm-hmm. I'm seeing uh, rescues as far away as Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I know... Canada. 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 International. <laughs> wow. Canada's there. Yeah. yeah. It is international. Yeah. They have been going to, I think, as far as Australia. That's amazing. They had done it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was a great find, Jen. Thank you. Yeah. Of yeah. course. I'm really glad you guys were able to run. And what do you have coming up on the horizon that you might, what, what are the other virtual races you're looking <laughs> forward to in the near future? 
Um, so right now it's finishing up the, the run Disney virtuals. So I have those on the horizon. I think I'm going to have to add this to my arsenal for the run (laughs) for the dogs July virtual. So let's put that on the docket. Right. Um, I, I, and I have just, I think the other one is a wonder woman. um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to sign up for that five for that 10 K. Um, but not much on the virtual now I have to kind of go back and hunting. I had, I had quite a handful going in from May to June. Mm -hmm. So now it's kind of calmed down. So I'm going to have to go back on the hunt for July and August. So we'll have to follow you more on Instagram and see what else you do in the virtual running world. Yes, absolutely. Cause I will be doing something. (laughs) Well, thank you for the suggestion and thank you for coming to chat and tell the story of of your rescues and what motivated you and the awesome team you put together for the Run for the Dogs virtual 5K run. Thank you. And thank you for being part of that team and running for the dogs. It was great to have you guys join us and I'm very happy that you guys were able to run. She's so great and I really hope that one day they'll resume the run Disney races and we can actually meet up with her. Oh, absolutely. Or, uh, you know, at a race period, but I'm since yeah, we're, yeah. any race, any period, race period, ideally a Disney race. Yeah. Ideally a, a Disney race. So we can toast accomplishments with her because she has been such a supporter and she has been a contributor in terms of passing this race along. And now she's even formulated a team for that 4th of July themed run for dogs super cool that's by the same organization so we link to that in the show notes so if you want to support organizations that help rescue animals there's a fantastic way to do it and we can't thank jen enough for her time and for what she contributes to that community now as always all this talk of running makes me hungry i'm serious and we're going to go back a little bit, going into the Wayback Machine, back to our <laughs> trip up to the Clearwater Beach area, Dunedin area a few weeks ago. Yes. We happened to basically just blindly explore and find some amazing stuff. Yes. And, you know, we talked about the North Island Bar and Grill. So great. On a previous episode. That shrimp. Oh. While we were there, one of the beers I had sitting there in the bar. True enough. Spitting distance from the beautiful water and white sand of Clearwater Beach was a beer from a place called HOB Brewing, which Mm -hmm. is out of Dunedin. Mm -hmm. And we decided when we were going to go to Dunedin to head up that way. Because it wasn't too far from Clearwater from where we were staying. It was just a hop, skip, and a jump. And it led us back to reminisce at Dunedin Brewery. But... And we went there intending to go to, to, do Dun- that. to Dunedin Brewing. Yeah. And when we arrived in the area, literally across the street from Dunedin Brewing, there is a parking deck that we yeah. parked in. And as we are walking out of the parking deck, I look over to the right and I said, look at that. What is that? On one side of the parking deck is Dunedin Brewing, where right. we were intending to go. Sure. The other side of the parking deck there is a, a linear park mm-hmm. that's paved so you can actually run and cycle and, and rollerblade or whatever you want to do along that linear park. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side of the linear park is HOB Brewing. Yeah, and who knew? It was a embarrassment of riches. Riches. Yes, as you always say, so which is good. I looked over and I said, they've got food trucks. 
They have food trucks, beer. Let's go take a walk. Yeah. So, so we caught, we grabbed some lunch. Yes. Over there at HOV Brewing, and we stopped in at a food truck that was there. The ramen and waffles food truck. And when, when you say ramen and waffles food truck, I'm like, what? It doesn't seem. It. What a weird juxtaposition. Like it goes together, right? But it does. It totally does. And these guys are doing some amazing riffs on classic dishes. I mean, they have several ramen dishes, but we happened to spot their specials board. And their specials board had a couple of things that we just can't ever say no to because, you know... How we always like pretzel and beer cheese. Well, we always, I mean, I always like a good steamed dumpling oh, or, or a like pan pot, fried or pot stickers. Dumpling, a pot sticker. Yeah. And you can't pass up a bao bun. No. Uh, and, and you know, uh, the other thing I can't pass up is a Cuban sandwich. Right. Being born and raised in Tampa, Florida, Cuban sandwich <laughs> is kind of in my DNA. And Going over here to the ramen and waffles food truck, you see these crazy specials that we're about to tell you about. But also, something to keep in mind. You know, a lot of times we will feature core items on a menu because we want to tell you about something that is more than likely going to be there when you get there. Yes. However... A lot of times we will look at the at the men, at the specials menu and mm-hmm. say, you know what, these guys are experimenting with stuff, mm-hmm. and the specials is often where the chefs are playing. This is the area where they're like making some changes, tweaks, doing some experimentation to figure out what is coming on the menu to replace something that's going off the menu. Right. They, or are we going to? Ad- are we going to add something to the menu? Exactly. Are we going to expand? Is this going to be popular enough, good enough to... Easy enough to prepare on the go, especially mm-hmm. at food trucks. Yeah. Like what's going what's gonna to be a star dish that we can add that's going to make our lives easier, that's going to be delicious for the people that come to our food truck? Yeah. I think what a lot of people don't think about too much with food trucks is, you know, workflow matters. In yeah. any kitchen, it really matters in a kitchen that's on four wheels mm-hmm. because you don't have the extra space. storage space. You yeah. don't have the the actual workspace, right? And you can't tie up the majority of your cook prep area with mm-hmm. one dish. And I feel like you have to have kind of a theme or a thread or ingredients that you can use and reimagine from dish to dish. Yes. Also. Exactly. So I had a special, yes, but they have, uh, I would encourage you also on their regular menu to check out the ramen and the waffles because oh. there was like a sausage gravy waffle that, that looked, looked so, so good. Amazing. But I was thinking mm, ramen in the middle of the day because it was really at the hottest part of the day that we discovered them. Yep. I was like, well, I want to try something. I... And they had a chilled soba noodle salad that looked really good, too. I mean, as part of the specials. But I got, because I can't say no to it, I love dumplings. I got the kimchi chicken steamed dumplings with black garlic sriracha mayo. And that picture... Talk to me, Goose. ...is part of the episode artwork. And Mm. let me tell you, they came out hot, temperature hot. But the... The dumplings were 
were steamed, so they were super light on the the dumpling itself. And then inside, you know, kimchi and sriracha mayo to to top it. I, I can't tell you the chicken was tender. The kimchi was just the right amount of spice to be cooled off by refreshing beer that we'll talk about later. But it, it was uh, four different dumplings, so it was perfect to share mm-hmm. between the two of us. And I, ju- I just think it was the perfect balance between garlic and the spice of the sriracha mayo and then the kimchi and the chicken. It just came together to create the perfect bite. You let me taste one of those. Mm-hmm. And we I will share. tell you, we share. I thought that the dumpling was perfect because a lot of times, so light and tender dumplings, if not done right, are gummy. Yeah, they did these so well. Mm-hmm. The filling, the chicken again, chicken overdone can be dry and rubbery. And I think, and we should have asked, but I. think think that they were using some dark meat in that chicken well i mean it was it was so perfectly juicy uh, juicy and cooked and just like it was it was not rubbery at all it was just (sighs) (laughs) i know the dumpling was light the chicken was substantial if you're and if you're not familiar with kimchi kimchi is basically the best way i could describe it is is spicy korean sauerkraut yeah 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 it it is fermented cabbage with spices Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it is a perfect accompaniment or um garnish uh seasoning depending on how it's used and, and incorporating that with the chicken Gives you know that extra tartness and, and, cr- and, and a different texture. Yes, altogether, and, so good. And then the black garlic sriracha <sighs> mayo. Black, black garlic is different from just regular garlic, and completely like white garlic has just such a when you have it raw. Raw garlic has a has a, a, a heat a bite to it. Yeah, almost like onions. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know. Yes. Yeah, but. And, and I've never had black garlic on its own, to be honest. You have? Ha- have I? On the black gold pizza at Nice Guys Pizza. No, I mean without any dish. Just to oh. taste it like a, like a regular garlic clove. It's, it's, um, it's, black garlic is fermented garlic cloves. Yeah. So you you definitely get a different texture. It goes from... It's sweeter. It goes from a crunchy bite to a, uh, a very soft, spreadable almost caramelized Mm -hmm. consistency and there's almost a hint of molasses to it sweetness and it mellows everything out you still get the garlic flavor yeah but it's like a garlic with a hint of of sweetness yeah molassesy sweetness that's different from like a caramelized white garlic very much so Mm -hmm. because that's it's really good but it's like you you describe it very well in terms of that molasses type thing that doesn't exist in a regular white garlic aioli, something and, like that. And when you put it in an aioli, you know, you get the you get the creaminess of the aioli or mm-hmm. you know, like the mayonnaise type base of the aioli. Mm-hmm. But then they added in the the sriracha, which is just a great 
hot sauce. I love it. You know, and if you're not familiar with sriracha, this is the stuff that you see very often with the the bottle with a rooster on it and the green top. Yep. If you haven't tried it, it's not. Sriracha doesn't go for the punch you in the face heat. No. I would say it's it's actually less hot than, say, a Tabasco sauce. And I think it has its own unique flavorful component. It does. Very much so. so. Yeah. I, I know... I'm I'm just dreaming of these dumplings, so I hope they add them to the menu or bring them back frequently as specials. Mm-hmm. You know, as their food truck prep will allow. I love. I will do pot stickers as a as an appetizer anytime. almost anytime I see them. Anytime. So, and I the sauce that came they had like a little soy, but it had um, red pepper flake. And ponzu, I and think. Ponzu, like which a ponzu is, flavor, was sweeter. Right. It, it, it's a sweet it's and a, spicy. It's kind of like a lime, lemon lime sauce, the ponzu sauce. Yeah, I love that. And it had a bite of the red pepper flakes. So that I 100%, if you show up to HOB Brewing and you have the ramen and waffles truck, it, it sh- you should have that if it's on the specials board. 100%, I would get it again and again. You had another amazing special. I did. And this, I love when people do a riff on something, but they're not trying to say it's the original thing. Yeah. You know, embrace the difference. They're just trying to capture two cultures. Right. Bring them together. And when you're talking Cuban sandwiches, especially people who live in the Tampa area have a special affinity for this particular sandwich as it's kind of in the, the city identity. Oh and yeah. Cause on our very first episode, we covered the Columbia Cuban. Columbia's Cuban is, is interwoven into the cultural identity of people born and raised in Tampa. So good. And that type of Cuban sandwich, a, a lot of places do it and do it very well. I love the Columbia's, but other places do it very, very well. and But yes. a true Cuban sandwich has certain ingredients that you, know, you don't deviate from. It makes it a classic. Makes it a classic. You know, whenever I see a place that's outside of Tampa or outside of Florida, you know, doing so, like a Cuban sandwich, which traditional Cuban sandwiches, of course, your, your Cuban bread, your pulled pork, mm. your Black Forest ham, mm. Swiss cheese, dill pickles. <sighs> Yellow mustard. So good. Put together and pressed. Oh. That's it. There is no greenery on that thing. When I see a no. place put lettuce and tomato on what they call a Cuban, that I'm like. That is not a Cuban ah, by, can't by do definition. It. No. But they had bao buns, the Cubano bao bun, and this is inspired by Cuban sandwich. And mm-hmm. I love it. Now, a bao bun, if you've never had one, is this, they have these steamed white um it's almost like a fluffy puffy taco shell would be the best way to describe like it like a like a not like a hard shell but like a flour tortilla that has been puffed up it's been puffed up and grilled yeah on yeah. the exterior yeah and and, and in there they put the filling and then they fold it over so mm. it look it's served kind of looking like a folded over taco but the shell is this bao bun it's a steamed uh puffy soft um just fantastic texture pillowy, yeah P- yeah very pillowy yeah. bread and what they put on it mm. was a hoisin barbecue pork oh my 
So you've got this phenomenal <laughs> pulled pork with the, this sweet soy hoisin sauce flavor that was just amazing. Mm. Instead of dill pickles, they used pickled shiitake mushrooms. So interesting. So it gave you that acidic bite, but you got this really interesting meaty texture from the mushrooms. Ugh. Swiss cheese, so they didn't deviate there. And let me just, oh, God. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Black forest ham, so they didn't deviate there. And then they added, instead of yellow mustard, a gojujang mm. mustard. And gojujang is basically this sweet and spicy chili paste you'll often see it in does it have bean in it is it like a bean paste or no um i don't know i don't know because it has a thick quality to it but what i like that they had a different play on the mustard but let me tell you that i have a photograph of you when you first took a bite of this bao bun of this uh cubano bao and the pull of the cheese from it was amazing. Even, you know, like just fresh off the food truck. Yeah. Oh. And just looking, um, they do incorporate um, fermented um, soybean powder. Oh, okay. To thicken up. All right. The gochujang. I love what we learn when we have different food from a variety of places when we can travel yeah but but the focus or the main flavor of the gochujang is is the sweet chili yeah flavor it and is kind of sweet it's very sweet and and you know incorporating that into the mustard gave Ugh. you this sweet and tangy component with a little bit of spice kick to it so good. Everything came together so well on this that yeah, and it was just so cool mm. because you're you're eating something that's clearly heavily Asian influenced. Of course. And if I didn't tell you what was on it, you know, you you eat it and go, "Wow, this is really amazing." But then when you realize that this is taking cues from Cuban food, that it, and, and, and a staple of, you know, Tampa cuisine mm. and, and not exactly recreating, but giving a, a nod to those things yeah. in, in a way that was creative and beautiful. I mean, the, the dishes were gorgeous coming oh. off of this truck. Yes. It was just so much fun to eat from, from this truck. I'd do it again and again. I would go to this place in a heartbeat. Wherever they are. Yeah. and But I hear... Because when we were at HOB, we uh, we talked to people who said that the ramen truck was there often. Yes. So it's good to know that you can find it there. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't wait to go back and try the ramen maybe in the the fall and winter months. Yes. Once when, things cool off a little bit, have a nice yeah. a nice steamy bowl of ramen mm-hmm. and, a, and a beer. Oh, they're in the beer garden. That'd be fantastic. Like at night with lights and just, oh, the flavors coming out of this truck. Applause, applause, applause. Before we go on, we do want to say thank you to the folks who've headed over to Patreon and have become patrons of the Runny Drink podcast. 
you guys are helping us keep the lights on and the bandwidth flowing, and we cannot thank you enough. There are many ways that you can support the show. The there's a there's free ways you just by downloading the show, joining us, listening in, by going to Apple Podcasts and helping grow our Runcation Nation by providing a review. But many people that we have encountered on race courses who have checked out the show, they say, hey, we just want to make sure that you keep going and going. And how can we support you long term? So we felt like he, here's what we can give to our listeners, to our viewers who, who love us and want to support us long term. At patreon.com slash runnydrinkpodcast or on the Podbean app at the top of the Podbean app where it says become a patron, you can support us in three different ways. There are, you can choose a $2, a $5, a $10 level. And each one of those has its own special perks. Ranging from a simple shout out on the show all the way to backstage access and special content. It just depends on what you're interested in. But regardless of which level you choose, we want to say thank you for choosing one of those levels. Your sponsorship means the world to us and is going to enable us to continue traveling to cities, finding these destination races, checking out these amazing places that are serving delicious food and tasty beverages for years to come. So if anyone out there hasn't checked it out yet and you are interested in supporting the show, if you go to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast, you can see all the different ways that you can support us. And we can't thank all of you enough for supporting our show. Now, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Let's get down to business here. We talked about HOB Brewing Company. Yes. This was a place that was a completely accidental discovery. We learned about the brewing, the brewery itself from grabbing one of their beers that they had on tap at the North Island Bar and Grill. Yes. And then we were so surprised to discover when we parked in that parking garage to head over to Dunedin Brewery that it was right there on the other side of the parking garage. How could we not stop by and check it out? And when we walked over, it was kind of cool. They have this beautiful beer garden that's right on the linear park. Oh, yeah, the trail where you can run, where you can bike, whatever. Yeah, apparently there's a 40-mile-long linear park that goes all throughout uh, Pinellas County. I guess, yeah. And they're right off of the linear park. Mm -hmm. You go into their beer garden. It's this beautiful paver area that has tables and benches, and they've got nice cafe lighting strung up. And then Mm. it goes to this big building, which is their brewery, and they have walk-up windows. It's enormous. I love it. And they've got the walk-up windows where you can order beer. Mm -hmm. But then as you kind of look off to the right and kind of behind that building, there's another place called HOB. What is that about? House of Beer. Well, come to find out after talking with the owners while we were there, (sighs) they, they originally started out as a tap room, not a brewery. And And the tap room still exists. It's so great. And, you know, you can go over to the tap room. It's got, you know, it's completely indoors. That's it's basically you. You go in there, and and they do beers from all over the country in that tap room. That not just their own. Mm. They do have their own, but not just their own. 
but we were over at the brewery. And we wanted with, to get their beer. Yes. We wanted to experience because we had had such a good experience and sampled just that one beer alone. I was that we got at the North Island Bar and Grill. I was mm-hmm. so glad that we found it. Yes. And I was so happy that we ran into Andy, who owns that brewery. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And while we're there, we're looking at their their display of, of beers. They had such an amazing variety. They probably <sighs> had, and, and I'm not cheating and looking at the website. I'm thinking they probably had 14 or 16 of their own beers on tap i mean plus they were doing some beers in their tap room again not their own stuff and it was interesting in talking with the owners they were saying you know yes we want people to drink our beer Mm -hmm. we absolutely do they said but here's the thing we want to offer some stuff that's for the non-craft beer drinker that might be in the group that is coming out mm-hmm. because they said, you know what? You have a group of five or six friends. You got that one person that's not really into craft beer, but they like, you know, readily available commercial beers. Right. And if they can't get something that they like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the group will go elsewhere. And so they wanted to have something that appealed to, that could appeal to the whole group. Welcome everybody. And then just maybe if you're on the periphery and you have something that's normally out there from, a larger brewery, then maybe then you'll you'll venture out and try something new with the group. Yeah, taste your friend's beer yeah. or, you know, if your friend's like, hey, get, get your own, get a sample. Yeah. And I think that you'll find something that's really interesting because they did have some really interesting beers. Great names, interesting flavor profiles. Clever. Tell me what you had. Well, I had something called the Champagne Supernova. Only because of the name. Mm-hmm. I didn't even look at the description. I just saw the name and I was like, oh, I have to try it. Champagne Supernova. It's like, you know, it, it's a throwback to songs. Yeah. Right? It's it, songs from our teenage and college years. I, so I just had to try it. It was 6% ABV, the Champagne Supernova. It It was... A, a, a yellow, kind of like Belle's dress, like women tasting oh, beer would say on the pod, yeah. on their podcast. Borrowing some of their mm-hmm. their, mm-hmm. their lingo, their yeah. lingo. Shout out to them. So uh, it was very light in color, uh, and it had a, a a nice short head on it, and it, I mean, it tasted like dry champagne. Like dry champagne, uh, when I first smelled it, I couldn't really get it. I couldn't dial in the aroma, mm-hmm. but it, it had a fruity start in terms of the flavor. Carbonation was high, but the body wasn't super thick. It was like a medium body, and the aftertaste was like a a, a dry finish. So it was very much like champagne. Okay. And the actual style on that is what? That's a pale mm-hmm. lager? Uh, what is it? Let's see. I don't. I think that they have since rotated that out of their tap list. No, I, 
I'm yeah, right or, here. Or I, do they have it? I'm still? now cheating. I'm looking at their beer list. Okay. Champagne Supernova is a pale lager. Yeah. And yes. I, I, you know how I like lagers. I do. But I, I just, it, it was very appropriate for that hot, humid day. Yeah. And again, you're sitting out on their, in their beer garden. There's not a lot of shade. There's some places that have shade along the trail. Yes. With some but trees. In their beer garden itself, not so much. No. So a light beer like you had, very appropriate. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you have, sir? Well, I had the the beer that I formally had, and I also had one that I tasted, and I have to give them a nod for the one that I tasted. Which was? Their peanut butter blonde. Yes. And I have to give them a nod for this because in conversing with the owner, we again, we stumbled on the owners there. Didn't even know. No, we just struck up conversation. Yeah. Next thing you know, we find out these are the owners of the, hey. of the brewery. And I, in the course of conversation, I mentioned that the, the comp topic of conversation came up about the peanut butter beers. And I said, you know, I am really particular. There are a lot of them I just don't like Yeah, because I don't, like some breweries use an extract that's very artificial yeah tasting that's the best way i could say it it tastes like a chemical uh additive a a chemical um simulation of peanut butter yeah and i just don't like them and (laughs) it's very rare that i find one yeah and they said well we do one that has a hypoallergenic peanut butter flavor give it a try and he ordered it for me and he said hey try this out so i got a little, and it's a blonde a ale. little taster it's a blonde ale it's a blonde ale 5.9 percent abv yeah fantastic yeah i was shocked i really expected to have to be like oh yeah this is great and you know like like grin and bear it and and you know be polite it smelled like peanut butter i would get a pint of this in a heartbeat Mm. especially if that food truck was doing anything remotely pad thai or thai flavored oh that would be fantastic i was thinking that the whole time going this Whoa. would be amazing with something that had th- <sighs> some thai flavors some so good lim- lemongrass or mm-hmm. lime mm-hmm. you know uh, yeah. basil i would love to pair this beer with some thai food and i just i loved the aroma of it yes again <laughs> I guess the best way I could liken it is, you know, there's there's sometimes where you can get coconut flavored stuff, where you can get coconut extract flavored stuff. Yeah. One tastes like coconut, the other tastes like suntan lotion. Ugh. Peanut is the same thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And, but they whatever they found, and and I think it was very smart. They wanted to get something that would be approachable to anybody, and they wanted to be sensitive to people who had peanut allergies. Sure. And this is, I think, the first brewery ever that we have been to that was very upfront about the fact that, hey, we want something that's peanut flavored that even people with peanut allergies could could enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Or somebody in the group, you know, wouldn't, you know, swell up and die while their friend is having a pint. Well, there's something else on their menu that I think would go well with the ramen and waffles food truck if they were doing like... Uh, like a pad thai taco or some kind of pad thai dish, something with those flavors. I actually had 
a cucumber IPA. Oh. Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. us the more. Cool cucumber IPA, which was 6.9% ABV because, hello, I wasn't driving. Hello. I, was, I wasn't driving, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right? Cool Must cucumber nice. IPA. Yeah. yeah. So 6.9, I know. Some Someday I'll be the designated driver, but you're so nice to always be allowing me to imbibe. And IPA is not normally my style, but... In talking with Andy, who was the owner, he he said, you know, you, you really should give it a try. We're like, no, nah, we don't like piney IPAs. But this was amber in appearance. It had a pretty good head on it. It looked really refreshing. It, it had a taste of bitter cucumber. The aroma hit you in the face before you even drank anything. It was cucumber on the aroma and the flavor was cucumber and a slight citrus sweetness very slight the carbonation was high and the aftertaste had a slight hot bitterness and would you get a whole pint of it again i would and i think that it would pair very well like i said with maybe some tacos that had a play on some pad thai flavors okay from that food truck right i just I think that that's on the money. Nice. Yeah. Well, I actually had an my own pint selection mm-hmm. from when I was there. And I'm going to share that with you right now. And that is one that's called Liquid Swords. I love the name. Yeah. And it jumped out at me because I've never seen a beer like this. This is what they called a Japanese rice lager. It's, it's Yeah. I've never seen that on a beer menu, so this is like a first for us, I think. Oh, absolutely. Unless you have, but and I just didn't notice it. No, I've not. So uh, a Japanese rice lager. So you've got the you know the the lager yeast, which is that uh, top top fermenting yeast. Mm. That the, they're using rice as the as the main um, grain, grain that they're fermenting. Mm-hmm. This had a slightly cloudy but bright yellow color, a moderate carbonation to it. I would say it was light, maybe heading into medium body territory, but mm. very drinkable. Yeah. Great for the hot weather. Yeah. And it had this really interesting, if you've ever had sake, which is... Did a, you get some of that? Sake? Yeah. Like... At the brewery or ever? No, at that flavor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It was a combination of a, a little hint of sake with grapefruit pith. And mm. it was just a really interesting flavor there. But it finished super clean. And I don't know if I said it, 6% ABV. So it's a little on the high side. Yeah. But just a phenomenal flavor. And again, with the the stuff that we were getting from the food truck there... That would go with anything you're getting mm. there. The ramen, the dumplings, the bao buns, any of that. How similar would you say it is to the sake that we had at the Epcot Food and Wine Festival last year? Mm. It's it's that's it's the sake's beer cousin is the okay. best way I could describe it because yeah. sake doesn't have any any carbonation at all. But it hits you in the face with alcohol. 
Absolutely. This did not. It didn't have a super boozy flavor. This, okay. But this did have just kind of the aromatic uh, component mm. when you swallowed, and then you got that Call little bit of that, that, that. grapefruit pith the, yeah. is the best way I could describe that. Would you get it again? I would. A yeah, full pint? I, I, absolutely. Okay. This one was really, really good because there there wasn't any real... Linger, there was no lingering aftertaste. You didn't get any bitterness from it. Mm-hmm. Um, just fantastic flavor. Well, they had, like you said at the top of this whole drink segment, a substantial menu that I would love to, if we stayed up there, I would love to Uber there and just sample a lot more of what they have to offer. Yeah, they actually, on their current beer list there are 43 different items most of these are their own but they are offering a lot of options from national breweries as well as tampa local yeah which is great because they have some from tampa bay brewing big top big tops in sarasota fantastic so they and they have actually some stuff even from uh out of the country so i would say if you get up that way or if you're able to travel here to vacation once travel is a thing again. Yes. Then I, I just, I it's a place that I would want to revisit. Oh, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. In fact, I think our we have some tentative plans in the in the future to either find a race up there or maybe do a virtual up there mm-hmm. and then do something from the brewery again yeah. because the space is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic the supporters of, of the brewery culture. Mm-hmm. And in talking with Andy and his wife, they, they are just um, neat people. Yeah. And, and they have a great vision for what they want to do there. So friendly, so knowledgeable, such a great space. So great to see that food truck there. I, I would want to go and do virtual that we're doing next week on our short run on the weekend because you know now now that we've done the seven and a half from jeff's birthday Mm -hmm. then we can dial it back now next week is a shorter run of three miles on the weekend and unless jeff changes it again i I don't think he's going to change it i think it's pretty solid he wanted us to celebrate with him and that's okay we love him we would do it anytime but Next week, we have a three-miler, and what better way to accomplish that three-miler than a Run Disney virtual race that honors one of our favorite attractions of the Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain. Outstanding. So, I can't wait for that. I love that ride. And we will bring you some fabulous food and beverage, as always, next week as well. Yes. But... If you like what you hear and you want to help us keep the lights on, again, we mentioned it in the middle of the show, check out our patron program at patreon.com slash podcast or Podbean users. Just click on the button at the top of our podcast page to become a patron. We have patronage levels from $2, $5, or $10. Each one of those has their own special dedicated perks for each level, and we cannot thank you enough for your support if you jump in and become a patron of the show. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. And we thank you for joining us wherever you were on a long run, 
on your commute to work, around the house, wherever you are. We're so happy you're a part of the Runcation Nation. But And we hope you'll tune in next week. But for now, I'm your host, Amy. And I'm your co-host, Dana. And we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.